My deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love. Your waterfall of weeping sent waves of sorrow over my soul, carrying me away, cascading over me like a thundering downpour. Psalm 42, verse 7. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Neil Parks, and welcome to another episode of Fill the Lamp. It's so good to have you here. Here at Fill the Lamp, the Lord has burdened my heart for the body of Christ to hunger and grow closer to Him and take their place alongside of God and be used intimately in His divine purpose for His bride. I just feel so strongly that the church has grown lazy, if you will, and just as the third servant in Matthew 25 cannot be trusted with the talents that his master has given him to use and invest for the kingdom, he then is referred to as useless. Sadly, I feel the church in 2021 has buried their talents as well. This study in Song of Songs is most important to understand for those whose appetites are craving for a deeper relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. The storyline in the Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon, reveals multiple parts as we step deeper and deeper into what the Lord is showing us and what his relationship with the bride is ultimately about. So let's dive in and go deeper into this marvelous Word of God. We've covered some of these scriptures in previous episodes, but I feel it is necessary to revisit some of them again. Let's start out as like part one. The divine kiss is the bride's life vision. Chapter one, verses two, three, two, three, and four. So you see, we learn that the theme of the Song of Solomon is the bride's spiritual journey to be drawn near to Jesus in intimacy and then to run in deep partnership, oh, I love this, with him in ministry. She, the bride, matures in these two realities as she experiences the kisses of God's word touching her heart. Verse 2 says it, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. The Word, for your love is better than wine. Verse 4, draw me away, or 
draw me closer to you and intimacy. And we will run after you, meaning ministry. Take me and use me, she says. Then there are two main sections in the song. First, the chapters 1 through 4. They focus on us receiving our inheritance. And the second part of the book, chapters 5 through 8, are focused on God receiving, get this, his inheritance in us, the bride. Well, you could say the second part, we see the Shulamite bride's journey starts out with a paradox of grace. Song of Songs, uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. Now, the Greek word for paradox is paradox, meaning we get it, but we don't deserve it. So, song chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, she says, I am dark in heart, but lovely to God. My mother's, in verse 6, my mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the keeper of their vineyards, but my own vineyard. She confesses, my heart, I have not kept. She is saying, ultimately, she's missed the mark. She's describing her darkness is in her heart, but she's blaming somebody else. Look how Matthew Henry describes this, these two verses. He says, true believers are dark in themselves but calmly in Christ, in other words, attractive and nice, with the calmliness that he puts upon them. They're dark outwardly, for the world knows them not, but all glorious within. Look what Psalms 45.13 says, A stunning bride, the king's daughter, waits within. Her clothing is skillfully woven with gold. You see, St. Paul says that he was weak yet strong in 2 Corinthians 12.10. And so, the church is dark yet calmly. A believer is a sinner and yet a saint. And... His own righteousness, righteousnesses, are as filthy rags. But he is clothed, I love this, with the robe of Christ's righteousness. It applies it to the people of Israel's blackness when they made the golden calf and their beauty when they repented of it. Let's look at see and, and see what John uh, in the Gospels, chapter 3, verse 20 says in the message. 
John says, this is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were really not interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it, fearing a painful exposure. But anyone working and living in truth and reality welcomes God light so the work can be seen for the God work it is. So here we are. The paradox of our faith is that we are dark in our heart, yet we are lovely to God. You see, both truths are to be held in strength to understand who we are before God. You see, some emphasize how sinful we are or darkness of our hearts, and others emphasize how beautiful we are to God, lovely in Christ. You see, there's four reasons we are lovely before God in our weakness. One, God's personality. Two, the gift of righteousness. Three, the Spirit's impartation. Four, the eternal destiny. Let's look at these. God's personality. It is filled with tender, loving emotions for his people. God sees us through his heart that is filled with tender love. That's his personality. You might say the beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And then the gift of righteousness. You see, we receive the beauty of Jesus, his righteousness, as a free gift. Look what Second Corinthians in Paul says in chapter 5, verse 21. Paul says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become Yes, the righteousness of God in him, Christ Jesus. And thirdly, let's look at the Spirit's impartation of a sincere and willing spirit of obedience that cries for God. The Holy Spirit is moving us that way. Look what Paul writes in Romans 8.15. You receive the Spirit of of adoption, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Oh, Daddy, you might say. And then fourthly is our eternal destiny. Eternity, if you will. As Jesus' bride, God sees the end from the beginning. He sees us in light of the 
billions of years in which we will be perfect in obedience. You see, these are the four reasons we are lovely before God in our weakness. Now, in this song, chapter 1, verse 7 says, the bride speaking, she says, Tell me, O you whom I love, where you feed your flock. She wanted to know. She was hungry. She wants this thing of God called love. She goes on to say, For why should I be as one who veils herself by the flocks of your companions? She didn't just want to be one of the crowd. She says she wants to, she has a desperate cry to have more of him. She wants him to personally feed her spirit. That, that so reminds me of years ago when it, one of my mentors said, You know, Neil, had you been the only one on planet Earth, Jesus would have came and died for you. Period. That's huge. That's how personal this gets. And the and the Shulamite, the bride, in the in the Song of Solomon is saying, she has a desperate cry to have more of him. And so Jesus, in verse eight, he tenderly reveals his heart for her. Then he reaffirms her sincerity. He says, "Oh, the beloved says, oh, fairest." most beautiful among women. Well, we're going to stop right here for today, but I want to ask you a question. And the question is, if you are a follower of Jesus, would you say that it is important to know who you're following if he, Jesus, is planning your wedding? Let me pray for you. Father God, I just lift up every listener here today, listening to this podcast, Father. I pray that as you, as your word reaches us and kisses us, I pray that we would seek you with all of our hearts, Father God. That is the craving that we want to have, Lord. We crave you, Lord. We crave you to go deeper and deeper, to come alongside you, to be the people that you want us to be, that ultimate bride becoming your wife. Father, I just lift up the listeners today. I hope and pray that they will take this opportunity to seek you, that their appetites would grow and that they would seek you deeper, like your word says, where we seek you with all of our hearts, you will reveal yourself. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name.
Amen and amen. Hey, gang, if you have any questions or know of someone who needs to hear some of these teachings, just send that info to fillthelamp at yahoo.com. All one word, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. So until next time, I'm Neil Parks.